Today's advanced training is with my good friend, Brant Swindell. There's him and his lovely wife, Jill. Um, let me do a, a proper introduction here. Um, and then I'm going to uh, switch up the screen a little bit so we can just see Brant. But uh, I remember meeting Brant Swindell and his amazing bride, Jill, in Mykonos, Greece. Uh, and I, I, I don't know if Brant remembers this or not, but we were on an excursion where we all had these little Jeeps uh, and we were driving around um, uh, the island together, uh, all you know, kind of four-wheeling kind of stuff. It was really fun. But I remember uh, Brant doing this slow-motion picture of Jell's hair blowing in the wind. I thought, wow, that was really cool. Um, and just getting to have conversation with him during that time and getting to know them a little bit. Uh, but then uh, really and truly, Brant and his wife and Heather and I uh, got to know each other even better when we went to Barcelona. And uh, we spent a good part of a, a whole day walking around Barcelona together, uh, creating a lot of inside jokes like Finko and uh, all kinds of stuff like that, getting to know them. Guys, listen, uh, I know that Brant gets a lot of recognition uh, in the Alliance for uh, the amazing producer that he is. Uh, and he is an amazing producer and building a phenomenal business and on track to write all kinds of annuity production this, this year. Uh, but even more than that, uh, Brant's my friend and Brant is a good man. Um, and I love introducing my kids to good people uh, that I know I can trust them around. And, and I love introducing my agents to other good people as well. Uh, Brant is certainly one of those. I've asked Brant to come on board uh, today and, and jump on. I'm sorry, Brant, we ran a little long with our regular meeting, but please take your time. Don't feel rushed. Uh, we want to hear what you got to say. I, I cornered Brant at national convention and I said, Brant, look, <laughs> you're killing annuities. I got some questions to ask you. I want to know how you're doing it because our team needs to know too. Brant lives in Florida. Uh, he runs a lot of final expense and he's pivoting and writing a lot of annuities. Last I heard, and he can correct me, Brant is on track to write about 10 million this year in annuity production. Um, that's no joke. I mean, five, six, 7% of that in commissions. Just uh, do the math on that. Um, not a bad gig. So I want to uh, step aside and let my man Brant take over. Uh, Brant, are you there? I'm here. Can you hear me, buddy? I hear you loud and clear, and I see you. Woohoo! <laughs> hey, I love that applause. How did you did you guys record that as a team, or is <laughs> that's amazing? Ah, uh, uh, shoot! Hold on, hang on a second. I'm trying to get this uh, where it's just recording your camera. Hang on a second. Um, there we go. Now, now we're talking. Um, there we go. So, no, that was just a sound effect I pulled off of the internet. Google's fun like that. That's awesome. I, it's, there's a guy in the background that goes, whoo, that sounds like you. I didn't know if that was like an organic team effort. The first time I heard it, I thought it was real, the real team. So, love it. <laughs> love it, love it. Thank you so much, Fitz. But I, I got to tell you what an honor it is just to be on your call, man, listening in. I, I want everybody that can hear me. I, I'm just, I'm out here running appointments. I'm between appointments. And um, I just want to tell you the leaders that you have in Fitz and Heather, the heart. Oh my goodness. Please, please, please do me a favor. Don't ever take that for granted. 
Um, the fact that you guys have Fitz and Heather speaking into you weekly and taking time, um, and energy and emotion and prep. I mean, we, we really, I learned so much just vicariously watching, uh, y'all, y'all's team together grow and, um, fighting through these times that, you know, it's cool because I, I want to, I, I just want to say, I think right now is the most massive under missed underestimated opportunity out there right now the COVID-19 is creating urgency okay it's creating this emotion of uncertainty everybody is unsure of what's going to happen I'll tell you um this is a fact so check this out and and Fitz asked me to, to talk a little bit about what I'm saying well when we initially talked at at NatCon uh I will say the market has shifted a lot since then, because if you guys remember at NatCon, I was preaching it. I was talking about this is going to happen. Now, I didn't know anything about coronavirus, but the reality is the market was on a 12, 11 and a half raging bull, which I know I'm backwards on this camera, but it would actually be like this, the way you guys are looking. But um, we were on a, a skyrocket high record S&P 500, right? So we were up to 3,000 say 3,380, somewhere around there. Well, it's dropped down 33.67%, really in about three weeks is when that happened, uh, with the last three weeks, since February 19th. So it's kind of like we we called it, we predicted it, we said this was going to happen, and now here it is. So all the people that I did not sell I'm coming back to and sitting down and, and our conversation is very simple. Here's the reality. Okay. When it comes down to protecting money, when it comes down to people's nest eggs and their, their retirement savings, I think it's near and dear to their heart right outside of their family. Like people have their God, they've got their family and they've got their retirement savings. A lot of these people, they've been saving 40, 50, 60 years and to see it dwindle down 33% in three weeks, um, what they're beginning to do is replay 2002 and 2008. And in 2008, we lost 54% on average. So you can kind of do the math and think it through. Okay, we're down 33%. The question is now, do we want to hit the cashier if we're playing blackjack and we're way up since 2008, we're way up still, right? Do we want to go ahead and hit the cashier and cash in our earnings, you know, or do we want to keep riding this gamble? And the reality is people's risk tolerance right now is just not there. I'm, I'm on my way to a, a two, it's 220000 well, it was a $220,000 uh, deal. I think it's a, down to about one hundred eighty-five grand now. Um, but, you know, a sweet 74-year-old woman, um, you know, and, and we had a, we had done the application prior to February 19th um, and she called, um, which you got to learn this the hard way, but she called her financial advisor and her financial advisor called the, the company and, and canceled the transfer. So now I'm sitting back down with her and having that conversation and saying, Hey, look, you know, here's where we're at. Here's what happened. Do you want to continue on this down spiraling trend? I mean, can we afford to hit the bottom like we did in 2008 again? And the reality is, I don't think she can. You know, we're going to look at it together. But here's, here's something I, I, I was talking with Fitz about. And, and the, 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 
tough thing, I guess, to explain from an annuity perspective is there's always variables, age difference, um, you know, how much income they need, what their goals are, where the market, what all that stuff. Here's what we know. When the market's going up, we sell off safety, right? When the market's going down, we sell off safety. So at the end of the day, it's all about safety. It's not about, you know, this awesome new bonus on a product that came out because I don't believe product really sells it. I think people buy us. I think they buy into the, the trust that they have in us. And um, one of the questions I keep getting is, hey, how are you transitioning? I mean, we're, we're picking up around $200,000 a week in annuity premium. So one of the questions I keep getting is, hey, how are you transitioning? Because I'm not buying annuity leads. I'm taking the same leads everybody else is taking. Final expense and mortgage protection. The majority of the annuities that I write come from final expense leads. And so I just want to help. If I can give you some hope, encourage you, and give you some useful tips that are going to excel your annuity production, that's my goal here. Um, and, and, and here's a couple things I, I kind of gathered my thoughts and um, sat down and, and, and wrote out what my process is. And, and here's what it looks like, guys. It's pretty simple. Uh, and, and I do want to tell you guys, um, all of you guys out there that are absolutely killing it, I'm grateful for you. Keep setting the pace. You know, Michelle Alleman, Marty, Adam, Joe. Um, God, I, 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 I get excited when I see people growing like that. Um, I think I am. Um, I didn't write them down, so I apologize if I missed your name. I love all of you, every single one of you. Um, so I saw Joe picked up a $200,000 annuity this week, and he would probably relate. It took five months to build that relationship. So really, I'm not saying it's that. I, I not. It's not always instant, right? But when it goes right, here's typically the way it goes. It's a final expense appointment, okay? I love the one I'm with. I serve the one I'm with. We always talk about your level of income is dependent upon your level of service, right? And so little things go a long way. Um, rapport is, I, I mean, in the annuity game, if we're trying to get a, this is advanced training, right? So for those of you that are just getting started, I'm 100% wide open, focus on the basics, you know, mortgage protection, final expense, gets you three, four, five products, master them, right? Once you start getting in the rhythm of picking up these checks and picking up referrals every single week, you're going to begin to see a pattern. And it's a lot like recruiting, okay? Um, it's, it's like Andy talks about is we're not judgmental, but we do have to be wise with where we spend our time. Does that make sense? Um, making sure that if I'm going into a house that has no retirement money, and they have, um, you know, it's a $36 a month guarantee issue. Yes, I'm getting referrals and yes, I'm loving on them, but I don't necessarily need to take as much time on an appointment than somebody who I get there and they're both got, you know, four or 500,000 in an IRA. They live on the water and they're drawing income, right? Um, living off their IRAs. So I just, I would, I would have little tips, little red flags go off in your mind if you should slow down a little bit. Um, if people have money, slow down. If you're trying to get good at annuities, 
first thing I would say is start speaking it every day. I'm going to pick up a $500,000 annuity today. Why not? People need it more than ever, especially because the market is very, very, very uncertain right now. Um, we can't tell them what it's going to do. We can show them facts. We can show them history and we can ask them questions, but nobody knows what it's going to do. My thing is, if we go back through what happened in 2002 and 2008, are we prepared to fully live the retirement lifestyle that we want? And I would say the vast majority of my clients are not prepared for that. Um, and, you know, just to, just to give you one other tip, when you're in the house, if you can get a statement before you start talking a product, awesome, awesome scenario. If you try to sell them on a product, before you got a statement, bad news bears, because you're now a product pusher. I'm a problem solver. So when I go into the house, yes, my goal is to get taken care of whatever they ask for. So whether it's the final expense, perfect, let's write it up. Whether it's the mortgage protection, perfect, let's write it up. That's, I mean, we're writing those like crazy, right? Um, that secondary step, you kind of have, um, you got to pull a uh, little Columbo type move because it can't be if you're all about getting a statement people get like the hairs up on their neck stand up they're just like what is this guy why is he in my statement so bad right so the trust has got to be there and it could be something like hey by the way you know I, I I love helping people save money with insurance but one of the things I'm most passionate about is making sure that people have a solid plan for retirement so do you, you guys get, um, you guys are with, cause I already have the great, you guys are with, um, Edward Jones, right? And they'll say, yeah. And then I'll say, okay. Um, do, do you sit down? Like who, who's your, do you deal directly with a company or do you deal with a broker? And they'll say, oh, we have a, uh, a broker that we work with. Okay. How often does he or she call you to go over your objectives? Right. Um, and most people are like, well, I mean, I, I probably hear from them maybe once a year, which right there, just pause. If they're only hearing from their financial advisor once a year, and this is their nest egg retirement, I kind of, I mean, I don't down, I don't put anybody down, but to me, if you're only hearing from somebody who's managing your retirement once a year, I think that's um, kind of reckless, you know? I would like to hear from my guy at least once a month, maybe once every three months, especially if the market's doing this like crazy, right? So it's just little things like that, that, that kind of, it, it begins to take their perspective from their good to, well, maybe there's other options that are better, right? Uh, okay, so once a year you sit down with him. Or, now, does he come out to your house or does he call you? Where is he located? Is he local? Can you just go up to the local branch up here? Majority of the time, people have moved. It's like an old friend of a friend that they grew up with, and they've been dealing with him 30 years. But, you know, the guy that's been doing it 30 years, he's kind of retired, semi-retired now, doesn't really call him much. It might have been passed off. If it's gotten passed off, immediately jump on that. Ask a lot of questions about the person that's been passed off to, because generally, if people get passed off, they don't like the new person, just letting you know. I don't like getting passed off. You know, like if someone could do a job and they pass me off to somebody else, it's kind of like, well, why didn't you just help me? You know, so a lot of people feel that and they're like, well, we kind of got passed off and 
And so then I'm asking questions about who they were passed off to. How's that person managed it? You know, how are they following up with them? What's their contact level? When they call them, how often do they pick up the phone or do they get a secretary or a voicemail? They got to call back 10 times. Um, just basic customer service. And then I'll say, well, do they send you a, a statement every quarter or is it every month? How often do you get a statement? And this is where I think this is the main difference between if you're going to transition into helping them get this taken care of or not because if they get a statement every quarter they got those things in a filing cabinet somewhere people don't just throw out their statements like they keep that stuff that's important to them that's their their retirement and so the way you ask for that statement is very important because if you are if you're too brash and abrasive about it, people are clamming up. But if you're like, well, I just had a lady, this is a true story. I just had a lady, she was paying 3.25% in fees. And it's funny because it doesn't say it on the statement. You have to go back to page nine and the fine print under the disclosures really define the fees. And so one of the things I'm passionate about is looking if we can eliminate or reduce those fees That'll save you. Shoot, we saved her 3.25% over 10 years. That's 32% back in her pocket. Do you, do they, when's the last time you got one? Did they send you one? Just, I guess you would have got one in March. Um, do you have one? You could, I could take a look at it real quick. See if you can grab it and I'll finish this up over here. So I just start writing on the app that we just wrote while they go grab a statement. Then they get their statement out. And keep in mind, people are willing to give you their social, the check void, you know, void checking information, signatures, and all that stuff. Now we're transitioning into getting their, you know, this is their retirement savings. Um, so it, it's the same thing. Like I, I don't treat it any different. I mean, some people claim up because they're like, oh, it's $250,000 worth of money that I've got my hands on. It's not, it's a piece of paper that's showing what their fees are. That's the way I look at it. Let's look at the fees, you know? And so I'm not a financial advisor, so I can't say, you know, I can't, I can't talk about securities and stuff like that, but I can point to something and ask a question all day. So one of the things I'm big on is I look at their statement with them right next to me. So I'm not like, you know, across the table, me versus them. It's like, Hey, let's pull it up. Let's read it together. And so I just take a highlighter and I just go through and I start highlighting things that stand out. What are you looking for when you're looking at a statement? Well, the first thing I look for is expenses and fees. If they have administrative costs, if they've got advisor transaction fees, if they've got sales fees, if they've got um, portfolio management fees, I mean, just look for anything that says the word fee. And it's kind of a pattern in my mind when I'm looking at statements, I'm highlighting fees like crazy. I'm just going through looking for fees. The other thing I'm looking for is I'm looking for anything that says they've lost money. So, the power of the, the fear of loss is a lot more powerful than the want for gain. And so when you can show somebody that they're paying fees to lose money, these are gold tips. I'm just letting you know, like whoever's on the verge of starting to break out to do 10 million a year in annuities, these are the kind of things that really, really make a big difference because if you can highlight, you know, two or three fees for them, and show them how they lost money in three or four of the uh, accounts. And then you ask this question, you look at all the allocation fits and you simply say, 
now were you the one picking all these and they go no my broker did what well, did they explain why they put you in all of these no they didn't explain did they explain that on top of the losses that you got in each of these allocations did they explain that you pay fees to lose that no they didn't do that all of a sudden now they're my best friend because i just found how i can get them money back in their pocket right and and here's the the thing it comes down to confidence just like covid 19 if you're trying to book an appointment and you're scared to book the appointment because of the covid they're going to read your voice if you're a hundred percent confident like everybody's doing it it's no big deal i just got to get this out to you they're like totally fine right i love what um it was megan allman that's doing this too. like megan you said a great tip earlier um about you know, not mentioning the COVID, I, it doesn't even come up. It doesn't even come up. I mean, like I thought I would, at first what I was doing is what I was mentioning it and it was fine. I would be like, Hey, y'all don't have that COVID or Corona craziness going on, do you? And, um, and when I put them on the defense, they're trying to sell me that they don't have it, that they're not even thinking about the potential that I may have it. So um, it's funny. It's all mental guys, but I will say this. The opportunity that's happening right now, mark my words, it's the greatest transition from market products to annuity products in the history. In the history of America, this will be the biggest shift. If we do our jobs right, people are going to realize this whole market game, it's, it's a broke man's game. The market is, is not where people should have their money. I'm just being real. If you look at uh, Warren Buffett, he don't have his money in the market. Yeah, he has in businesses, right? But he's also got the money. He's not like playing the S&P 500. A lot of people think that the S&P 500 is where it's at. The S&P 500, check this out. If we lose another 15%, which is very likely, this with, with everything going down and people shutting down and California closing their borders and the 10-year treasuries being down and the Fed's dropping the interest rates next to zero, I'm just letting y'all know, this is something you want to get good at. Okay, I, this is a skill that you want to add to your hopper because right now is the transition time where people have lost 33% and they're seeing what happened before in 2008. They think they still got another 20% to go, right? Well, the crazy thing is if this thing does pan out, I'm not trying to speak negativity. I'm just letting you know this could be worse than 2008, right? It, it could be. and. I mean, in 2008, we didn't have borders shutting down, right? We didn't have entire companies. I tried to get something from Ikea the other day. Ikea in the United States is shut down completely, right? Like, you know what that's going to affect, right? Like, that, that's going to add up. And, and here's the reality. That's a massive opportunity for us because we're essential workers. We're the people that have to come in and stop the bleeding, right? Um, and so I get excited when I think about the opportunity while everybody's in fear and everybody's got all this uncertain emotion. It's like the people that know what, what the truth is are going to run all over it. We got no competition right now. State farm shut down, all state shut down, all the, all the major players are shut down and we're out here running appointments. I mean, picking up checks, helping families, serving the masses when they need it the most. Um, and, and I'll tell you this, don't be afraid to fail, okay? I just had an annuity just recently, um, 225000 had written the whole thing up, 
um, all done and fell apart. Right. So don't, don't, don't think that I'm perfect. Don't think that I get every deal. Don't think, Oh, you know, it's, it's all roses. Heck no, I'm fighting through it. But I know that if, if right now, if you're not afraid to fail, everybody else is crawled up, you know, curled up in a little ball under their covers at home trying to stay away from COVID. And I mean, there's not much traffic on the streets. We can get to our appointments a lot quicker. Um, speaking of which, I got to roll because I got a, uh, another big $200,000 appointment I'm going to in a minute. But um, speak life, begin, begin to um, speak affirmations. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pick up big checks, right? Choose faith over fear. Everybody that's acting in fear, what's the best result that comes out of that? You get fear results. Great. Woohoo. Good job. Choose faith. Don't be afraid to ask the tough questions. Marty said earlier, asking better questions in the house. I can't tell you how many times I ask a question. It's like, mm, I hope that goes okay. But you kind of have to know where the line is to overshoot. I mean, before you know where their comfort level is. Um, and then and then knowing that um, failure is a necessary ingredient to the success. I, I can't, I can't reiterate that enough. Put in more. Uh, and what an opportunity to put in more now, because you're going to have to ramp it up either way. Um, and go big. Magic of Thinking Big, one of my favorite books. Um, I, uh, I look up to Fitz and Heather. I look up to their character and their heart so much. And um, Jell and I love you guys, Fitz. I, I mean, man, anything we can do to serve. I really believe this is the time right now is that pivotal the, the pivotal point in the market and in, in um, the country that people are going to, the, the light switch is going to go on. Uh, we're going to start picking up multi, multi millions a month. Um, so I'm happy to be a part of it. Happy to serve you guys. I love all you guys. Um, Fitz, I, uh, can you hear me? Okay, bud. Sorry, we missed all of that, Brent. No, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, 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 hey, I was I was paused. I was ready to give you the applause there. Oh yes! <laughs> Woo! Fired up. Awesome, man. Well, um, is there anything else I did not cover that would be helpful? I I know there was a couple other questions that you had texted me without pulling up my phone. I think um, I covered the majority of it. Well, was there anything else that would help before I uh, before I drop off? You know, I want to be respectful of your time, man. There's, uh, I think a lot of people, you, you, you nailed it. You covered a lot of great stuff. Uh, quick question. I would ask how many appointments a week are you booking? Minimum 20, um, 20 appointments a week seems just to be the standard these days is, you know, run two, two full 10 day appointments. And, um, you know, I, I, I've, I've been doing that since 2000, 13, you know, um, so 20 solid appointments a week, plus, 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 I would say if you're not getting your results, if you're low on cash flow, if you're low on, you know, if you want to pick that up, then, you know, up to 40 appointments plus a week. I mean, Andy said it, 40 appointments a week. I did that when I won that 40 grand cash, that was 40 appointments a week. Um, and I was recruiting probably four to five contracted agents a week, just interviews, you know, Monday, Tuesday, full-time, 40, 40 uh, interviews a day. So 80, uh, 80 interviews a week. And then dial in Wednesday for Thursday, Friday, 20 appointments in the field. 
And if I didn't hit 10 grand, uh, I would have to dial Saturday for Sunday after church. So, um, you know, and, and I tell, you know, people that, and they don't believe me. They're like, how did you do that? It's like, dude, it's 90 day burst. I mean, go for it. What else you got to do? I mean, what, what more, what's more important right now than making sure your family's protected, making sure your family's taken care of and making sure your business is growing and that your team's growing. And, and, um, the last thing I want to say is like, stay connected, right? All you guys, I just want to commend you, all you guys that are pressing in on the call, like this stuff, this getting around the team, even though we're not physically in the same location, you can hear Fitz's passion in his voice. You can hear when Marty Doge is talking about helping out the family, when Joe Walker's going out and dropping an annuity bomb for 200000 right? That stuff picks you up. And subconsciously, I'm always putting in positive audio. I'm always reading a book. I'm all, Oh, somebody asked me about a book. Read, um, if there's something you want to read right now, it's um, The Retirement Miracle by Patrick Kelly, specifically page 69. It's nine pages, talks about a story about Tom, I believe it. Um, but that nine pages is exactly what we're going through right now. And so if there's a story you could share with a client, have that one on hand to show them. Um, and I've sat there with a client before and read them all nine pages. It takes like what? eight, nine minutes. Um, so, but hope that helps guys. I love you like crazy. Let's go serve our hearts out while everybody else is trying to decide what to do. Let's just outwork them. Let's go big. I love y'all so much. Fitz, you are the man. Thank you for all you do. Thank you for your heart, your example, your character. Um, we love you guys. I can't wait to see you soon, brother. Right on. Thank you. I'm gonna give you that applause again, Brent. Love y'all. I'll chat with you soon, buddy. Thanks again. You got it, man. And uh, we are we have cut this video, guys. I hope this has helped you uh, improve your results. Um, uh, I hope this has helped. Talk to you soon.